welcome to the haunted ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the haunted ride. I'm your host, Melissa Cummins, and thank you for joining me today. So today we have a very special interview, um, of which I hope that you have your tea. I actually have a delightful Egyptian chamomile loose leaf tea right next to me and some ice cream. Because I can't have the ice cream until after I finish recording. Yes, podcasting comes with dietary restrictions, such as no dairy before you start recording, Because if you do have the dairy, it creates mucus in your membranes and tends to make your lips smack together more. In other words, it makes editing a fucking nightmare. (laughs) Uh, But I did sneak a little spoonful or two. So I'm hoping the effects haven't hit me quite yet. (laughs) But we have an amazing interview with Spellcast. They are actually going to be this week's interview is going to be part one. And um, I'm actually going to kind of go through the audio because we talk about a flurry of different things. So this part is mostly about um, sort of just how we connect magically, how we connect to the universe, how we connect to each other, how we like just about energy. This whole entire episode is about energy whether it's spiritual or not, and then also in general, like what Spellcast is about. It is two lovely people, Courtney and Andrea, and they are, their podcast is beautiful and is amazing. I will let you guys know, we had a slight bit of trouble with how we were trying to do the recording. I was using Anchor, which is now where I host the podcast, and they do allow you to have what they call invite friends to record and it was working but I guess maybe has a time limit I'm not sure or maybe because they're doing some updates and stuff I I don't really know so we ended up having to do it as a telephone call now like most of you may know when you try to record a telephone call or when someone does a podcast with a telephone call it doesn't sound the best it's not 110% perfect And there may be a little bit of distortion. So I went and I edited it. I actually ran the phone call through my microphone to cut out on that. And so there's not really any distortion or anything like that. But I will say there are slight variations in the volume levels between me speaking and them speaking since I am here presently and they're not. So you'll find that on different podcasts when they do interviews. And I just wanted to let you guys know so you kind of know what you're getting into. I don't think it takes away from the, the episode actually at all. And it's something that we discussed before we even started uh, the questions and going in and talking about everything, which was it's more important to get the message out and for you guys to be able to hear the words than maybe the quality being absolutely 110% perfect. So give it a shot. Give it a chance. I've listened to it myself and I love it. It doesn't bother me at all. I have very sensitive hearing. So if it did bother me, quite frankly, like I would edit the crap out of it until it didn't, but it doesn't. I think it sounds good. Uh, They were amazing. They're a beautiful podcast and I'm going to actually put their promo in this episode and maybe however I decide to do the second part because we talk about energy in this one. 
Then we talk a little bit about spirit animals. And then we talk a little bit about their experiences, which is really what they came on the show to talk about. But I asked them a question and they answered it because they're amazing people. And then I was just like, you know what? I'd love to get your opinion on this while I've got you. And that did a whole spinoff into a whole other world. And they are such beautiful people that I really want you guys to listen to them. They've been podcasting for... I think over a year now, I believe, or about a, a, a somewhere either about a year or over a year. And which to begin with is amazing because a lot of people stop podcasting like 10 episodes in. Once you make it past 10 episodes, that typically means you're probably going to be around for a while. But once you make it past that year, like you're extremely dedicated and you can tell in every single one of their episodes, the history and the research that they have, how kind and sweet they are how open they are how honest they are they really just want to help and they really want to they really want to provide knowledge to as many people as they can and you know they do it in this very open and freeing way and they really they provided a lot of knowledge to me which is great so i hope you enjoyed the episode we're going to take a quick break before we play it we'll play their promo um play an ad, which in case you didn't see the social media, we have ads now. Um, the sponsor is Brandless. They are a great company. They do some awesome stuff. So you guys will hear the ad in that too. Then you'll hear the story. And then afterwards we'll do our normal sort of after, you know, the session speech. So see you guys in a bit. Hello, I'm Courtney. And I'm Andreel. And we're the hosts of Spellcast. A podcast that seeks to bridge the gap between the mundane and the occult. Join us every Friday night for a new episode. We cover everything from candle magic to Kabbalah. You can follow us at Witchy Page on Instagram and Facebook, and also email us at witchypage at gmail.com. We hope you enjoy the show. If you really like the show, you can donate on Anchor.fm and soon Patreon. All of our supporters get special perks and extra content, so join our coven. And remember... There's a little witch in all of us. And the spirits live in the mirror. How did you guys get into podcasting, and exactly what do you do? Yes, okay. So, uh, we began Spellcast almost a year ago on May 18th. That was the first episode. Um, At first, I was going to do it myself. And then the more I thought about it, I realized it would probably be really cool if I had a dialogue going. And um, Andrea and I always have conversations about the occult philosophy and various things. So we figured, why not just basically record our typical conversations and see what people think? Um, and so far, it's been really great. Everyone's responded well. So we're interesting to other people, which is cool. And we started on... Anchor, which is really great because it's easy and, you know, we can just do it from home and not have to have a crazy setup. And, I mean, I'm a little more technologically inclined than Andrea, but none of us are really that great with it. So having something something simple is good. And ever since starting the podcast, I mean, we've been able to reach a lot of people. It's made us really connect with other people um, that believe in, you know, the similar things to us, but also, you know, connect with people that... They have never heard of certain things before, and we love talking to people that have never heard of sigil magic or, you know, the different um, pagan holidays and stuff like that. And we we like being able to reach out, and we're all about bridging the gap between the mundane and the occult. So we've, I think, success 
actually been able to do that for almost a year. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the irony is that, <laughs> as you said previously, but now for this, um, <laughs> is that uh, separate, you know, uh, really bridging the gap between the mundane and the occult is really, it, it's sort of showing people that there is no gap really at all, yeah. or it all kind of simultaneously exists, and that's the ether of existence. Yeah. So that's really our goal is to connect people that, you know, you don't have to necessarily um, practice any religion that's pagan or, or Wiccan or anything like that, but to bring an understanding between people. And we're not trying to convert anybody into whatever it is we believe. We just want to spread information and knowledge. And I have a background in history. So just learning about all different cultures and belief systems has always been something I'm interested in and Andrea as well. So to really connect all sorts of people is, is our goal. And I think so far we've, we've done a really good job and we are just enjoying like everything about it. Yeah, you guys have done a really, really good job. Um, Thank you. I know in every single one of the episodes, I'm like, oh, wow, I, you know, I never, I never really thought about this. And um, the one question I, I really, really want to ask, which fortunately I did earlier, but you know, <laughs> um, is just, uh, I, and I really, I think I really love the history that you guys were bringing into it that I personally never knew um which is people you know some some people really do seem to think that if you practice wicca or paganism or stuff like that some people don't understand the difference between the two or the slight variations or the history or anything like that and then there's also the fact that they look at it and they say okay well this is bad and I almost you know, I, I, I always thought that was really horrible, like, you know, to just automatically judge this thing as bad because you may not understand it or you may have a fear towards it. And I think what I had to come to understand was that perhaps perhaps it's sort of the universe's way of being like, mm, maybe you're not ready for this. And so if you need to have like a healthy dose of fear for it until maybe somewhere down the line you have an experience and you're sitting here and you're going, oh, my God, like, you know, I judged this so harshly. I had so much fear and I'm, I am I wasn't in this place to understand and maybe I understand a little bit more. Maybe that's a good thing because people may not take the time. Like, personally, I think like Wicca or paganism or whatever it is you want to you want to sit down and you want to call it. So like. Because I know sometimes, like, the public doesn't seem to completely understand. It takes a lot of of research and a lot of looking into. And you have to have a lot of knowledge. And you can't just, like, crack open a book and be like, hey, I'm going to go cast a love spell on, on this guy that I've been trying to get with for I don't know, even know how long. And you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't know what you're getting into. And I think, like, people, sometimes they sit down and are like, oh, you know what? Like... I can I can do it this way and that's not true and so perhaps maybe it is healthy for people to fear it especially if they're not going to do the research and dedicate like the time and the effort to like really learn about the craft how do you guys feel about that okay so um all the all ignorance uh is rooted in fear um a lot of uh what judeo-christians call sin is rooted in fear, um, a misunderstanding of yourself in relation to the world and the world in relation to yourself. So um, that being said, uh, yes, it is a good thing that certain people who 
to understand these things, have a healthy dose of fear. Um, but yeah, a healthy dose of fear is, you know, not necessarily bothering people who do take part in these things as opposed to an unhealthy dose of fear, which turns into, you know, mass murdering people. And witch hunts. Yeah. Which nobody likes. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing to have that healthy dose of fear because like you said, no one's going to just crack open a spell book and try something and just do it without knowing what's going on. Um, so it's good in that aspect that it might inspire people to learn more. People also, for the most part, have a, a have a certain idea as to what they think existence is. Now, if we study the history and really understanding how magic works, we must understand how uh, how and why society is the way that it is. So American society in particular, and I'd argue that most of the world, but American society in particular is rooted in a lot of Judeo-Christian values, primarily the Protestant side of Christianity. Um, and uh, there's a lot of polar emphasis on uh, exclusive good versus exclusive evil and nothing necessarily in between. And when you study these things, when you study antiquity, when you study paganism, when you study witchcraft, which to clarify, um, Wicca is a particular style practice that is neo-pagan. Um, Wicca, like all Wicca is witchcraft, but not all witchcraft is Wicca, mm -hmm. um, just to specify for the listeners. Um, and a paganism is, paganism, so you can be pagan and not ever actually practice magic. Um, you can work with uh, deities, you can have a particular, uh, like different, there are different people who have different, uh, I guess you would say, priests or priestesses or holy people or, you know, magic folk, shaman, the, the words go on depending on which culture you, you go to. Um, and some people just do the mediums between deities by working with the people who do practice that magic and other people take other responsibilities. Um, because it's, because we can't really divorce religion and spirituality from everyday life. You know, as much as people try to do that, you know, that's a big thing when we think of in America is separation of church and state. I've noticed that the more people try to separate it, the more people fight to, you know, it's just, humans are very spiteful creatures. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, whatever your spirituality is, is I feel like you really can't separate it from your everyday life because then it's not a part of who you are. I mean, it shouldn't be your whole identity, but it's definitely part of your identity. So I think that it's important to embrace whatever spirituality works for you and then be respectful of other people, which we really hope to accomplish with the podcast because, again, we're not trying to convince people of anything. We just want to spread whatever knowledge it is we have um, and you know, to learn from other people as well, so this way people can just get closer and become more open-minded. Yes, and uh, I'd argue even people that claim they do not have spirituality, um, who then, you know, who are exclusively uh, claim to be atheists or just uh, worshippers of, of uh, modern science, for lack of a better word, I'd argue that their spirituality is very akin to a more logocentric explanation of what uh, many of the ancient Greek philosophers may have felt, like mm -hmm. Epicurus and Aristotle were what they call naturalists, um, in the sense that understanding that these things are very natural, um, and they can be explained in some sort of science. Their views of the deities were very different at the time. For that reason, sometimes uh, they were in, they were accused of impiety. I know Prodicus, I believe, was um, I, uh, um, the, the other sophist. I mean, they, you know, they killed Socrates for corrupting the youth of Athens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and also, like, historically, um, there's been a few cases that uh, either monks or someone translating works from different philosophers or scientists, they 
divorce the spirituality from it and then make it look as though these people never had any religion or spirituality themselves to kind of push a point of science and spirituality are separate. So uh, that's also something to take into consideration when people think that they only believe in science and nothing else. Um, probably the people that they have looked up to were spiritual in their own way. Mm-hmm. So to basically sum it up, yes, it's not it's, well, if you're looking at certain things as exclusive good and exclusive evil and there's nothing great in between, this might not be something that, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that might connect with a person that thinks that way. Um, now, I, it, uh, most pagans believe, that some don't even necessarily believe in good and evil. They certainly don't believe in a, in a Judeo-Christian understanding of a devil. Um, they just believe that there's, there's light, there's darkness, there's yin, there's yang, there's push, there's pull. There's male and female entities, and they have positive and negative connotations. But when you get down to the nitty-gritty of that from a philosophical standpoint, you realize that um, it's all just human concept. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it brings the old, the old proverb, you know, what's normal to the spider is chaos to the fly. Um, so uh, th- these are the things to really think about in regards to, to magic, that most things, we are a combination of these energies. Um, and I'd argue that a big reason why people fear is also because of uh, their misunderstanding of what exists within the law of attraction. And the law of attraction has two sub-laws, the law of similarity and the law of polarity. And the law of similarity law of polarity uh, can also be related to um, the understanding of sub- what is literal and physical in this world and what is metaphysical and what is figurative. So, and I believe that a lot of people mix those things up I believe people that tend to be incredibly fundamentalist in their views uh, tend to, they take things literal that should be taken figurative, and they take things figurative that should be taken literal, and they, they confuse things, and that's where perversion of certain thought can come. So, and all the more reason to educate people as wide-framed as possible when looking at these things in the big picture. Take them apart to study, but don't leave it there, because then you'll drive yourself mad. Yeah, you have to put it all back together. Um, I hope we answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did. No, actually, you um, you brought up a really good point, which is something that I personally have been struggling with for quite a while, actually, until this January, I finally just accepted it is whatever it is. And um, when I, I, you know, I was raised in a household, uh, household where Santeria was very openly practiced. My grandmother taught me all about it. She taught me how to read tarot cards. Um, she taught me how to practice different uh, divination tools, even one with a coconut, which I would have never thought. Oh. But I'll tell you one thing, that stupid thing was really good. You could only ask yes or no questions. It was kind of like a pendulum. You could only ask like yes or no questions and you could get you could get yes, no or maybe. And that was it. And she would say this prayer over these this this coconut. And then she'd smash it with this hammer that she only ever used for the coconut and then break it apart in pieces. And then we would go around the room and ask questions, toss, you know, shake up the coconut, really put our intention into getting an answer, shake up the coconut, throw it, and then it would give us an answer. I'm not going to lie, for the most part, I think maybe except for two questions I ever asked, every single one of them, it, it said correctly. Now, at the time, I could also sit there and say, well, it's a coconut. You either say yes or it can say no. Like, like the, the process, you cracked it into four pieces. And so if three were up, like uh, the white part was up, that meant yes. If all, or, or you know, if, if the majority was up, the, right, the white part meant yes. If the majority was down, 
then it meant no. And if two were up and two were down, then that meant maybe. So that's that's all it was. You sh- shake it and you ask the question and that's it. So, yeah, I could say that, you know, think of the law of probability. Like, right. you, you, you don't have much. You don't, you don't, you know, with a tarot card deck, you have tons of different possibilities. With a coconut, right. you got two. <laughs> so, that's so cool. Yeah, but it's also like. I was I was also raised as to be very open to like spirituality too. So so um you know Santeria comes from the the general their general religion and then they basically just meshed it with Catholicism and so any rituals or things they practice they did that to saints. And um in the podcast episode that I was on with an interview I was explaining to him, you know, Think, think think about that. Like when you break it down, it has the same core aspects of any religion. You have a deity, you have an offering, and you have an intention. That's it. Those yeah. are the same things in every single religion when you break it down. When you go to church, you're worshiping God, you're praying to God, there's your intention, there's your offering by going, and there's your deity is God. There you go. Like it's the same thing in every single, like every single religion. That's that's the core when you, you break it down to the most simplistic values, that's what it is. So I was raised like that. And my, my one and only problem with Santeria is like half of my family practice it in like a good, what you would think mostly positive, possible, or positive <laughs> um, protection sort of way. Where the other half of my family would practice it in a, I'm going to get whatever's mine. And if you're in the way, I'm going to get you out of there. Like that's just, that was their thought process. So the yeah. two were always very much at war with one another. And there was constant, like, well, we got to do this to try to make sure to ward off, like, anything that's coming towards you. Like, we got to do this. So, like, like we, it was a constant thing. So after my grandmother passed and I started having my own experiences, while she had taught me Santeria and had taught me, you know, we still went to church. There was, you know, every Sunday, there was no difference about that. I went to a Catholic school. Um... She also, she never really taught me about like the supernatural. And so when I started having experiences, I thought I was going nuts. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't really know. It it basically just like broke. It broke me, really. I, I didn't know anything. And it opened up this whole new world for me. So there was a period of time where after I, I realized I needed to find sort of my spiritual self and um i didn't know anything about spirit guides at the time but i knew that there was this voice that would hear sometimes just like randomly and at, at first i just thought like oh that's your intuition and then i was like well you're you're hearing your intuition talk to you that's that's a voice that's not uh just like a strong feeling there's like something else there and um i decided to start looking into wicca because I was like, okay, well, this actually really aligns with, with what I like. Um, I'm really into mythology. I really like learning about the, the different gods. And so this is like the one practice that opens you up to that. And I didn't like go into practicing things. I just wanted to learn. Because I was just like, as having that background in Santeria, I knew that you don't just walk into this with... I'm going I'm just going to break on that book. You have to learn. Like you have yeah. like if you don't like an intention was like a huge thing in Santeria like 
Some of the rituals were the exact same for a positive or or what you would think a negative um, intention. All that all that was different was was the intention, what the person wanted and what they asked for out of it. But they could be the exact same ritual. And I'd seen that numerous times. So I knew like you don't just like fly into this thing without researching and looking. And so I joined all these groups and I did all this stuff. And then I finally ended up talking to my spirit guide, who is very ancient. And she was just like, you don't need to do this. I'm like, what? And she's like, you don't you don't need to practice Wicca. And like, but practicing Wicca is what got me to finally be able to talk to you. And right. she was like, but you don't need it. You have your own abilities. You don't need to do this. So as I started learning more of my different spirit guides and, and where they came from and their names and their histories and stuff like that, I began to understand that a lot of, while I have like, a, I guess the best way to talk about it is external spirit guides. I have ones that are older versions of myself, um, closer to like a, a more the beginning parts of my soul. So I've always had abilities and they've just rolled down and kind of grown as I've continued to be born into this world. And right. so I said, okay, great. So they, they will block me from things. If I, if they don't want me to do it, they'll be like, no. Like, the person can perform the ritual they want to. They can talk to whatever deity they want to. They will block it completely. Whether it's wow. good or bad, they will not, like, unless I particularly am okay with it, and I ask their opinion, <laughs> and they're okay with it, and they approve, they will completely block that energy. And um, so I sat there, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't need to do Wicca. So... And this is a much longer story than I meant for it to be. <laughs> I promise there's a question at the end. Um, so I had, uh, I had closed myself off from everything um, supernatural. Just closed myself. Because my biggest fear and, and knowledge was that when I give birth to a child, they're going to have abilities too. And right. I was scared that because, you know, in the age of when I found out about my abilities... There wasn't anything out. Like, the internet wasn't even fully up and running. There was no way for me to get information on how to deal with them besides what my spirit guides had told me and what just felt right to me. And I was right. like, how do I protect this child who I know is going to have these abilities when I don't really know how to deal with my own? And what if I'm not dealing with my own correctly and somehow I bring something, something is attached to, or, or, or attracted to me and thus ends up attracted to my child. And I put my child through the same thing I had gone through in the house that was incredibly haunted and all those experiences and that fear. I don't want to put my kid through that. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to shut the door, close everything off. And I did. I closed it. I closed for, for the most part, everything off. There's a little crack. And I went through some stuff. And finally, I realized that part of why I was going through this was because I had closed off that part of me completely. And it was like, right. okay, well, how can I feel comfortable and feel free when I shut the door on this myself? So I reopened myself and I was like, okay, well, now, now what do I believe? What do I believe in? I said, I still, I, what, what if someone asks me, like I go to the doctor and the doctor goes, what's your religion? Which I don't even understand why they asked me that question because I'm not dying and they're not doing surgery. So I don't really understand how it matters, but all right. right. I was like, what do I answer? 
And I, I started saying polytheistic because, of, you know, belief in many gods. And I was like, it's not really a religion, but I'll take it. <laughs> like, I'll, you know, yeah. at, the, at the simplest faction, that's what that is. And then um, in January, I woke up with this voice that was like, you need to do a ritual. You need to do a ritual. It told me exactly what to say, exactly what to do, how long to do it. And I did. And I was like, okay. And, and in, in general terms, if someone was to walk into my house and watch me do it, they would have thought that I was writing a spell, performing some sort of magic, and that was it. And I was like, okay, so then what do I call myself now? Does, does, does by me doing this and my spirit guide telling me I need to do this, does that make me wicked now? But I thought you guys didn't want me to be wicked. So what does that make me? What am I? And until, until you guys said, I think, Andrea, you, you said it the best, that you can be pagan without being wicked. Yes, yes. So, yeah, to study the history, Wicca or being a Wiccan is a very recent thing that was created by Gerald Gardner. Um, you know, it's when people hear the phrase Gardneri and Wicca, you know, the original traditions. He essentially simplified a lot of very abstract and higher resonating uh, thoughts and made a spirituality, a spiritual understanding of witchcraft a bit more earthy, a bit more uh, practical by societal means uh, to find peace and connection with Earth while still being able to function as a, a general person in modern society. That doesn't mean that there are Wiccans that, that don't dive into very elaborate concepts. Um, it's just, you know, their particular traditions and why it is they hold to this particular background. Um, yeah, the Wicca is... Uh, the word, they, they took that word from the word witch. So, and the word witch actually comes from archaic English. The word was like a witcha, um, or like we, you know, like, or some sort of spin off of those sounds, which essentially was another word to me, why. Kind of like how Bizad in, uh, in Germanic meant wise one. How, you know, and then the words mage and sorcerer, you know, when you go into like Latin and, you know, southern parts of Europe, all these words kind of uh, allied. That's why they, in the Bible, um, they use the word, uh, you know, wise men instead of tre magi. But tre magi also means magic user. So you can't, like, and they were also probably magic users from Zoroastrianism, where a lot of Judaism uh, came from. There were definitely a lot of things adopted, but Zoroastrianism definitely came first if you study historical documents. But yes, no, you can be a witch, you can be a magic user, and not necessarily be Wiccan at all. Though I have studied Wiccan things and Wiccan traditions, a lot of it are, is a mixture of a bunch of pagan traditions. Mm -hmm. Primarily a lot of Celtic, uh, Norse, and now little bits of things like, like the chakras have fled into them. So like uh, things from Sanskrit have gotten into these modern understandings. Some people even talk about Aradia from... Uh, uh, you know, like the from like Etruscan background, you know, uh, so you go to like northern Italy, um, things like that. So, yeah, so your spirit guide, I mean, if, if you don't mind me saying, probably wants you to practice magic, probably wants you to practice witchcraft, but not necessarily those traditions. Because mm -hmm. while it, while studying the traditions might have helped you unlock these things on a spiritual level, the traditions now will probably hold you back. It's kind of like, okay, well, you need the training wheels on your bike now, but now you can take them off. 
it's also the reason why you study things. If you study things and make them your gospel or make them your primary focal point, sometimes it can limit you. Whereas if you're studying it to enrich something that's much bigger than that, which I would say is probably what's going on with you, if you don't mind me being so candid. No, no, no. It's perfect with me. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of what I'm sensing from what it is you've put in a particular story. I mean, I myself, I, I, for lack of better words, you would call me an omnist or a universalist mage, a mage, sorcerer, whatever. Um, and uh, I, I serve deities and entities and spirits from all sorts of, I guess you could say, cultural backgrounds. Um, I, I work with Odin and Freya from uh, the Norse pantheon. I work with Roman deities, you know, so Jupiter, uh, Jupiter, Mars, um, Saturn, uh, Venus. And contrary to popular belief, I've had, I've had experiences where the Greek deities and the Roman deities are separate. Uh, so I've worked with uh, Aphrodite. I, I have uh, I have an inkling towards Ares. Um, I have tail ends of Celtic deities. Celtic deities have contacted me on behalf of other people. Mm-hmm. I had a dream about Madden McClear the other night, who was the Celtic uh, god of the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, work with Haitian, you know, Haitian Loa. So you think Haitian voodoo, which is very similar to where, you know, a lot of Santeria and like hoodoo magic mm-hmm. styles came from. Um, but the Loa are also very, they're different. They're not, they're not gods. They're intermediary spirits that inter, you know, that supersede on behalf of, uh, uh, on behalf of Bandye, which is essentially the same idea as Yahweh in the Judeo-Christian religion, though Bandye is very far away. You don't communicate directly with Bandye. You work with the Loa. And I've had dreams about them as well. And though communicating with them, they like particular rituals in a different sort of way, I've noticed. Um, and even a little bit of shamanism, I work with spirit animals. I've had experience with fairies. Uh, you know, so it's asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find. Um, yeah, I still work with the trinity of, of uh, Yahweh, Jesus, you know, Yeshua ben Yosef, and the Holy Spirit, you know, Catholic entities. Um, so these, and there, they kind of led me to all these other pagan deities. So that in my experience, and in my opinion, I would say that, you know, that Yahweh doesn't really care if you're working with other, I think he does care in a way that he would like people to, if that, mm-hmm. if that is in their connection, as long as you consider him too. So I... I think maybe that's what was going on, you know, and you know, people that, and that goes back to what I was saying, like direct fundamentalist interpretation of things like the Bible can be a very, limiting. Yeah, very limiting and quite a dangerous thing from a psychological standpoint. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, I completely agree with you because, I mean, I never really thought about it that way, but just the other day I learned about um, chaos magic. I was like, what the uh, hell yeah, is this? The, the new idea of that, huh? Yeah, I was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, okay. And so they brought up sigils. And I was like, what is a sigil? So I looked it up. I've been practicing sigils for a long ass time. Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I haven't been like, I will just, um, it always happens. Like I sing a lot. So it typically happens when I'm singing and I'm dancing and I'm having a grand old time. And then this image will come in my mind. And I will, with my hands, imagine that I um, that I just have pure energy around me, and that if I so see this image, I can shape the energy to make this sign. And I just thought it was weird little drawings that I came up with because my mind is weird, and left it at that. <laughs> Didn't think it was anything else, but I feel so good, and it feels so like great, and just 
fantastic. I'm like, okay, cool. So I didn't really put much thought into it until I got my dog. And I've had her for uh, two years in June. And um, when I would do this, she would run from wherever she was, come in and look at me. And really look, like, just stare at me. And there were times, too, when, like, I would be talking with, like, my spirit guide or something. And it's almost like, or or a spirit or, so, or something like that. And, and it's almost like I, I can see them. Like, I can see them. They, like, the spirit come back and I can just see them and, and have, like, a conversation with them. Like, if I was having a conversation with you guys and I was sitting down in front of you. And she started barking. And I'm like, Emma, what is it? And I'm like, to me, I'm thinking, she can't see this. And then I had to think about it for a second. I was like, animals see things that most people can't. So she probably sees this and is like, why are you around my mother? And she's probably like, whoa. Yeah. And she's trying to like make it go away. (laughs) So I had no idea about chaos magic and all this stuff. And I'm like, sigils huh <laughs> and i looked back yeah. and i had th- i had drawn them in little notebooks sometimes and and i would have little dreams and i would draw them and they were just there and i just flipped back through some pages and i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> man that's pretty cool we just had our episode on sigil magic so that's pretty good time yes yeah, so we can certainly recommend some books if you would like to dive into it further yes uh, the word sigil comes from the latin sigil, uh, sigilum uh, which essentially just means seal. And seal, you know, sigils, you know, there are sigils that have lasted throughout antiquity. There's different ideas as opposed to how sigil magic works. Some people use sigil magic by banishing it uh, to your subconscious so that it gains energy, you know, in the, you know, in the, in the ether of the universe. Some people are like, no, you keep it in the forefront of your mind and you keep that egregore going. So it's, I see it's kind of a combination of the two, depending on which style you want to go with. Um, if you want to read, uh, read um, uh, Cornelius Agrippa, or you read um, uh, Austin Osmond Spare, there's this wonderful book, uh, if you want to start out, it's called uh, Practical Sigil Magic. Uh, it's written, uh, the, the person's pseudonym is Frater, you know, like, you know, like, like fraternis, you know, like brother, F-R-A-T-E-R, then a capital U, a triangle, that's just dots, and then a D, and then another set of dots. So just so you have practical sigil magic, you can't miss it, (laughs) and uh, it will tell you a bunch of different ideas uh, from writing, uh, there's the pictorial method, there's the the letter style method, there is the uh, the mantrical method, you can combine those ideas. Uh, there is the method that's rooted in the same ideas that went into antiquity when drawing things for like either, you know, zodiac signs or uh, or to work with the deities that are allied with the planets, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, it's a, lot of, it's a lot at once, but if you take things one step at a time and apply them sparingly, you can find a lot of ways to work. Um, also, a, a person who knows a great deal about sigils, um, which you can find readily on the internet, is the work of uh, Wolf of Antimony. Um, mm-hmm. He is known for a wide plethora of sigils and uh, his understanding of the construction of sigil magic and how to charge them, how to charge them actively versus passively, um, the differences between talismans and amulets, or why those differences are preferred and why they resonate better. Um, I 
You know, magic is not the absence of science, and science is not the absence of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at I see the colors, the notes, the, you, you speak of singing, I, I myself am a vocal performer. So I, uh, I work a lot with the ideas of sound, color, um, understanding that magic is a combination of, you know, different types of resonance, different types of harmony versus dissonance, and why it is you would do certain things, you know, because we're all just a bunch of atoms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are. And I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, we're just energy. Like our our yeah. our being and our force is energy. So why wouldn't you want to tap into being good energy? And I mean that's that's something I've seen a lot even on social media lately with people just talking about like put out good positive energy. And um, yeah. I'm an empath too, so so I've had to understand sometimes where I I used to think it wasn't the best thing in the world for me because I was just like, I'm too sensitive to other people's emotions and, and it's too much. Like it's too much. I need to take time and figure out my own emotions and I can't because people are literally going, Oh, here's a box of shit. Let me deliver it to your door. And great. Now I'm done. I don't need it anymore. And I'm just like, what the, what I, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. And, um, no, sorry. No, no, no. I don't realize. I don't think people realize that like there's a lot of like energy exchange, mm-hmm. but you know it has to go somewhere. It doesn't just disappear. Yes, yes. Like I um, I've I finally had to learn like you can also look at like like use this gift in the best way that it means for you too, not just for other people. And so sometimes it means. I can sense this negativity coming from literally a mile away. I'm going the complete opposite direction. Right. And sometimes that's enough because like I've had to just understand that it's not this, these gifts that I have and the abilities that I have, they are not for other people. They're for me first and then other people, not the other way around. I'm not just put on this earth to sit here and make other people happy. Because if I'm not happy, I will never make anyone happy. I'll put a, tempor- a temporary band-aid on there. I can shine as much light as possible on that person. But eventually, I'm going to run out of light to give if I'm, if I'm not happy. So I've yeah, got... I've got to make sure that your cup is full first, you know? Yes. Yes. All right. And we're back. I hope that you enjoyed the first part of this and um, that you guys enjoy the rest of the interview. I still feel, talking with Courtney and Andrea, and I, I even say it in a part, it feels like you're talking to your best friends. It feels like you're sitting down in a cafe and you're just talking to them. They are such good, wholesome, beautiful, white people. And it's so hard to find that sometimes. It's so hard to just find people who want to share and they want to be positive. So I really hope that you enjoyed this. Um, You know, next week we're going to have another part of this. And today I think, well, when this is actually being recorded, it's St. Patrick's Day, I believe. So happy St. Patrick's Day to you guys who celebrate it. I I don't because I didn't want to leave the house. So (laughs) my celebration was sharing love and joy. That's all I did all day. That's it. That's as far as that went, and that's all we get. <laughs> but um, 
you know, as we, we always say, subscribe, send in your story. I've gotten some really great stories. So I'm really excited to share those soon. Um, I feel, you guys make me feel so lucky. Like, so lucky and so honored and so blessed to have you guys here and have you guys as a community. And I just thank you. Just honestly, like, thank you so much. We got some amazing reviews. So we got a review from M.H. Riley. And I really should just read these on the air, I think. But it's, Melissa is so sweet and gives such great content. I love that not only is this a spooky paranormal podcast, but you have a completely different angle than others. She gives you the point of view from whatever she's talking about. She explains it to you in a way that I actually am not as afraid as I used to be of the unknown. Sometimes they just need to be acknowledged, and she talks to you from their point of view as well. I just love it so much, and the positive note at the end always seems to be just what I needed to hear. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. It really, really does. Now, this review comes from someone that I absolutely adore, Haunted Happenstance. So a shout out to them, and they will be, uh, I will have their podcast link on the show notes, and also when I share the episode on social media. But um, they're a, they're amazing podcast. It's an audio drama. It's paranormal. It's beautifully done. Jennifer is such a great soul. And uh, so, so if you're going to listen to it, listen from episode one. And I highly, highly, highly recommend this podcast. I've listened to it. I binge listened to it. I actually listened to it in the car, which I don't do. I don't listen to podcasts in the car. Uh, I normally listen to them when I'm at work to keep my mind engaged. But then when I'm on my way home, my engagement is I'm on my way home. Like, you know, I just like to be in that moment and kind of de-stress and kind of unwind a little bit if I can throughout the drive so that I'm not I'm not coming home with that full energy. And I actually listen to the podcast on, on the way home. It's it's calming and creepy <laughs> at the same time. It's beautiful. But what Jennifer says is Melissa does an absolute amazing job of keeping creepy and sometimes uncomfortable content approachable and somehow enjoyable. Listening to her cover such a brand array of topics, all with so much personal grace. Thank you. And attention makes a show a true standout. Whether she's sharing someone else's story, her own experiences, or a mixture of the two, it's always a great listen. I'm continually impressed with this show. Thank you. Ugh. I keep telling her that she keeps making my face contort into weird things. Like, overwhelming joy. <laughs> All the time. And I got another amazing review from Mrs. Charles. Charles. Chelsip? Jenkins? I'm probably not. Look, when it comes to names, I'm probably not saying them right. I love names. I understand them. Like, I remember them typically. But. What when it comes to like they're in one word, uh, it's the same thing with a like. Don't give me an abbreviation. Like when people like use these new terms and stuff, I don't know what they mean. When it's like a new abbreviation, I'm not gonna know it. And I'll be honest, like if I see it a lot, I'll look it up because I'm curious. But I'm not gonna remember it. <laughs> so me trying to break apart words, not the best. Nowhere near good at it at all. But. Uh, they said, such a good podcast, very relaxing to listen to, but still 
spooky. So I, um, I just worked 15 reviews. 15. I remember when I didn't have any for like the longest time. And then all of a sudden I got three out of nowhere and iTunes never told me. And I was like, what? I have reviews. <laughs> and now I can't believe that I have 15. I just, you guys spoil me. You really do. So I think that's all on the business side I have for you guys. Oh, um, one extra thing. When it comes to Patreon, because we now have a sponsor, um, I upload, I, I post the video or I post the podcast to Patreon separately than I do Anchor, which then distributes, distributes it out everywhere. So if you guys want the ad free version of the podcast, just go to Patreon. Um, the RSS feed is visible to everyone. So it's not like a hidden thing. It's not like a hidden perk. I never really thought about that. I never really like thought we get a sponsor now, to be honest with you. So it's there. Like if you guys don't want to listen to the ads, if it, if it bothers you at all, like just go get that and listen to it from there. Okay. On, on it. I'm just going to be honest. Just go do that. Um, we also put out the latest true crime episode about Darlie Routier. And so I've got some, I've got a video, I've got the silly string video to post a picture of the window and another picture something <laughs> I don't remember but I remember I brought it up in the case and I was like yeah you know I've seen this like thing and then it occurred to me that maybe I can find it and I found it and so I was like well now you guys can see it too <laughs> so if you're interested in that that is a perk at our ten dollar range you but there's other ranges there's like a dollar five dollars ten dollars fifteen twenty five I did all fives so yeah you know that's there too if you guys are interested but apart from that I think that's all the business I have today uh, just thanks again. I know I say that a lot, but I don't know. I think you should be grateful for what you have in life, right? Like, it's not about, ha like, having what you want. It's about wanting what you have. And, like, I'm, I'm really, every time someone new listens to the podcast, every time someone comes to the podcast, every time I get a new comment, a new follower on social media, um, I find out that the blog post is actually going out to people and people are looking at it. I'm posting videos and people are subscribing, like, it means a lot because I just, I guess I sort of always expected this to be this tiny little world. I mean, the other day I realized how many downloads we actually have. I realized how many we get in a week and I didn't know. I didn't know because I, I didn't pay attention. I didn't look at the numbers. I just, I just figured like we're getting people, right? Like that's all I ever wanted and I'm getting it. And so all this other stuff is just like the icing and the sprinkles on top. I, I just, so I've got to tell you guys, thank you pretty much every episode. <laughs> it's my personality. But um, for the thing that I've learned this week, I would say I've learned that, you know, I thought about this earlier. I thought about like, what was I going to say? And I had it like, I had it perfect, absolutely perfect perfectly phrased. I was like, this is going to be great. I don't have it anywhere. So we're just going to, we're just going to say it. Um, in this episode of the podcast, there's a moment where I'm talking about basically how much they helped me. And I was talking about how, like, I was really confused when it came to my personal spirituality. Like, what did I call myself? And, um, 
I'm not really one to put labels on stuff, but it's like when someone asks you for a label, what do you say? It's that, it's, it's, it's that like, how do you communicate it to people so that they understand, even though you don't want to put a label on it or you don't know what label to put on it, right? And between that and between actually a conversation that I had with Jennifer about an hour ago or so from Haunted Happenstance, another shout out to her. Um, I just, I understand. I think like that's the simplest, purest way or the simplest, purest way to say it is I understand. I understand that what I do, what I am, who I am, my abilities, all those things, at the end of the day, they all come from the universe. No matter what you believe, no matter any, you know, whatever it is. For me, it's the universe. Like, for me, like, there's some cosmic force out there that sat down and said, okay, like, you can handle this. This is what I'm going to give you. And this is what you have to deal with, right? And no matter how I use it or I don't use it or no matter what I do, at the end, there's always an end result, right? There's always going to be like a, there's always a cause and effect in everything that we do. And while there has been times where I've been concerned or I wonder, or I had a lot of self-doubt, I mean, we've talked about, I've talked about that and shared that numerous times on this podcast. At the end of the day, everything that's happened has happened for a reason. And it doesn't matter if you believe in karma or fate or destiny or the universe or God or the gods or whatever. It doesn't, I'm not talking about that. I don't even mean that. And not not from like a religious standpoint. I mean it from I have I know I have a path, right? I know that I have something I need to do. I know that I want to share. I know that I want to help people. This podcast gives me the way to do that. If I would have not had the experiences that I had before in my life, whether they gave me fear or gave me great joy. Whether they helped me or they hurt me. If I had not had those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be able to sit here and do this podcast with you guys and share those experiences and be able to touch you guys enough to the fact that you actually listen to me. You see what I mean? I can't reflect on those past experiences and do the whole self-doubt, do the whole not woe is me, but do the whole, like, I wish this wouldn't have happened. No, you can't do that because had it had not happened, you wouldn't be who you are today. Had I not thought at one point that I may be nuts or crazy or self-doubt, I would have never gotten to this point where I feel healthy because I don't have that. I feel healthy enough to validate my own experiences and let that be it. I would have never been able to sat down and understand how important validation really truly is and want to bring that to other people and inspire that in other people if I could. Those things happened because of what I've been through and because of who I am and how I decided to harness them and sort of a lack of a draw in some cases too. So I think it's just like I understand And it goes back to one of the last things said in the interview for this part of the podcast episode, which was, we're all atoms. We're all energy. 
That's it. We're just, we're energy. And the cause and effect of life, the cause and effect of of everything we've gone through, yeah, it may hurt, yeah, yeah, it may be terrible, terrible or horrible or whatever, but it shapes us into who we are. From a scientific and energetic or whatever point you want to say it, it shapes us. And it shapes what we become in the future. And no, I don't want horrible experiences. I don't think anyone wants horrible experiences. But I am happy that I'm able to be who I am right now. And I wish that for you guys too. So I hope that made sense. I, I promise I had it shaped just a little bit better in like a sentence structure and stuff, but eh, you know, such is life. But you guys, take care, be safe, love yourselves and love others, and laugh and smile and be light and share light. Just enjoy yourselves, okay? So, have a good day, have a good night, have a good week until I talk to you guys again. And don't let the ghost get you. Bye. Oh, and P.S. For the end of this episode, we'd like to include our sign-off. So remember, there's a little witch in all of us. And the spirits live in the mirror.